0: a red light directly on your balls for a couple of minutes a day in order to boost testosterone, count me in. Oh, and also a cold pack on your balls for a few minutes a day to lower your body temperature and increase your virility. Oh yeah, this is a good one. On this episode with Joel Green from Optimus Red and Jetpack, we talk about how men have evolved to ex- with exposed balls to get sunlight via their photoreceptors and what that does to your testosterone. We talk about why you should shine red lights on your balls, what it does, how it works. What is some of the science that goes into this? You see, we are half the men that our grandfathers were because our testosterone is dropping because of all of these external factors, how we eat, how we live, EMF, all this stuff, stress. So, in this episode, we dive deeply and directly into the topic of red light right for your balls and also cooling your balls, icing your balls every single day. And yes, of course, there is a special offer for this incredible uh device that you put directly onto your testicles with a little cup and also the jet pack. The Optimus Red is the red light pack and the jet pack is the ice pack specifically contoured for your balls. You can go to the show notes to click through to the 15% offers on both of these products. I like them. I like this conversation and I cannot wait to share it with you. and we're here with Joel Green who is among other things the creator of the Optimus Red. Joel, welcome to the Optimal Performance Podcast. Sean,
1: thank you for having me, man. I'm psyched to be here. This, yeah, this is going to be a, a crazy conversation, man, I can already
0: tell. Yeah, when you you had me at uh, alligator penises. So, let's let's go right to what let's let's talk about specifically the Optimus Red and if you could give a really high-level idea of people listening why red lights on your nuts is a good idea for men.
1: Absolutely. So I don't think this is going to be a surprise to anyone who's in the biohacking space already. Um, there's a good awareness around this, around red light, uh, boosting testosterone. Uh, there's some pretty interesting studies that, that hint at this, that show this, um, Rat studies, some human studies, N of one type stuff, a lot of that, a lot of anecdotes. But what's found in general is that is that red light uh, is going to activate the mitochondria uh, that are in your cells and they're going to boost up the ATP production and give essentially more energy to your nuts or whatever part of your body that you are beaming red light to. And what there's an interesting parallel there where where you have plant cells, you have chlorophyll and um, in some sense we're able to also as animals and fungi do this as well. Fungi have mitochondria in them uh, and, and we're able to get uh, some sort of energy from light. And that's a fascinating thing. But um, what I think is interesting about this is you have all these uh, red light and IR wall panels out there. And like, I'm a, i'm not as dialed in as you are sean like i'm a i'm a busy person i'm not a professional biohacker Um, maybe i'm like a professional tinkerer and product maker but we're all busy i just know myself and practically speaking i i know that like i'm not going to stand in front of a wall panel like naked for 20 minutes a day i just know i'm not going to do that i'm not that good i don't have that much time uh my wife and kids are going to just think that's too weird and so there's a whole host (laughs) of reasons why that's just not what I'm about at all um and so trying to so I try to find like what is the the good routine that people will stick with the guys are going to stick with instead of the perfect routine where you're going to lay out all this cash for this fancy wall panel you're going to mount this thing and maybe you're not going to use it all the time and that's that's a real tragedy so like I'm trying to figure out how it is you can make something that is dead simple to use and that doesn't take any extra time out of your day. And so that is why I uh, really focused on going to the wearable side of things.
0: Yeah, cool. Good, good, good encapsulation there. Yeah. I mean, for people who I have not done a a dedicated episode to red light therapy. I've touched on it with, with a couple of different uh, guests, but it's not something that I've, that I've dug super, super deep into. What I do know is, is that I feel good when I use my right r- red light panel. I've, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I've had expedited healing from injuries using a red light yeah. panel, you know, I feel alive and I feel alert once once I once I use it. So maybe if if you can give give us does it does it really just boil down to uh, the red light wavelength on the body and on the face or the chest or whatever, whether it's a a, a panel or this you know for those of you watching on YouTube this glorious product <laughs> this cup with these two beautiful powerful red lights that you put on your uh, on your balls um, is, does it really just boil down to, um, a, an increase in ATP? Does it, is that, is that really at the end of the day, what we're doing is we're, we're affecting and enhancing the mitochondria in the cell?
1: Yeah. So, so yes, but, but with a caveat there as well, which is, so I, I've had people because of the, the, the space that I'm in and, and another product that I make, which we can talk about, um, at some point, I've had people ask me for a while, when are you going to make a red light product for your balls? And, and I waited, I was waiting, frankly, for someone else to do it. And no one else was doing it. And there's a lot of data out there. A lot of research people can find. Uh, I don't want to claim that I'm an expert uh, in this and, and I'll give some reasons why, but generally you, you'd mentioned Wavelength. Um, And I think this is an interesting thing. People, People can get very caught up on uh, looking at specific wavelengths, looking at like a study that was done where they blasted um, some rats nuts with a red light. And what was the specific frequency? Um, I think it's very easy for people to get caught up in the details of this and and putting a little too much weight on specific papers or specific research. And the reason why i say that and the reason why i don't want to throw out a whole lot of um i don't want to reference specific papers and get get really in the weeds on this because we are in the early days we are in the absolute infancy of this whole space uh of of really using dedicated red light to to get some kind of benefit uh and obviously it's been known about for a while but We are definitely in the early days of this. And so if you look at the wavelengths, everything from IR infrared, which throws out a lot of heat all the way across to UV, we've, you know, data shows, research shows, uh, people's experience shows that there are health benefits to all these wavelengths. And, but that being said, red does seem to be uh, very safe. So I, I think if you, if you exposed your nuts let's just keep it on the topic right if you're a guy you expose your nuts to uv light you're probably going to get a benefit from that you really will in fact i'm, I'm certain of that um but that being said there's some potential drawbacks to blasting yourself with with uv light all the time mm-hmm. and so and so people and companies will talk about essentially magic wavelengths of light or like medical grade wavelengths of light and i just I push back on that, and I say that really what we're trying to do is filter out wavelengths that are potentially unsafe to use uh, in in a tonic form daily, or maybe a couple times a week, or whatever it is you're going to use for your habit. And that is really the game: is trying to filter out and use for the body part what's most appropriate and what is safest. Hmm. Um, and I see, you know, another thing I see is that you know, based on research uh companies with with panels with these wall panels they're pushing up their light intensity at least i'm guessing that's what's happening because with like next-gen panels they're supplying uh eye goggles for people Mm. and and it's like okay no like for what i'm for this application for for nuts i'm actually going in the opposite direction i'm taking a far more conservative approach so far as the light dosage uh, I, there are plenty of studies I could have, I could have increased the light intensity by a large amount. Um, but I went with what was most conservative and the initial people that the initial guys that I'm using this, that I use this on to test it out and see what they thought. And of course, uh, I tried it on my, you know, tried it on myself first before throwing any of my friends under the bus, right? There you go. Yeah. But my, my friends are not biohackers. They have not drunk the Kool-Aid on red light. So the placebo effect is not in play for as much for them. And what I really wanted to do is is figure out what's the least amount of light that can be used that still works for people. Um, Because you really, in some sense, you want to bro-proof. Like, I want to bro-proof this product. Because (laughs) when you think, okay, so this this is a really weird dynamic. But if you ask any guy, like, would you rather lose a hand or like lose your junk? They're gonna say, "Well, yeah, my left hand. Take that thing away, or your non-dominant hand. Take it away." But at the same time, if if you say, "Here's a product," maybe it's gonna like boost boost your tea or whatever. Um, they're gonna they might just go crazy on it. They might go overboard on it. And yeah. so I'm trying to be, in some sense, as conservative as possible. Um, and another reason for that is that these studies that are out there. They're short duration. Typically, you're going to have like a a five day study, a 10 day study, a two week study, whereas these products that um, biohackers are using, we're looking at using this sort of for the long term to help our health and wellness, see what we can do to optimize our, our nuts. And, and so, um, trying to go as conservative as possible, but still effective, I think is, uh, is a really important thing that people aren't looking at, Yeah. Um, that being said, there are, you know, multiple modes that are available on that, right? You have like a low, medium, and high intensity, and then you have some flashing modes as well. Um, I, I sort of, I tend to think that maybe the medium flashing mode, maybe that simulates like campfire, uh, firelight, mm-hmm. like like you look at a, like, here's a great, here's a great sticker. This mm-hmm. thing here, this is a petroglyph. This is a petroglyph from uh, Arizona. Is that Nazca? I don't know. I I don't know where this is actually from. I have a, I have like an old photo uh, that I um, traced and I got the photo at an antique store and it just says Arizona. I have no idea where this thing is from. But what's interesting is you have, you have these, these nuts on here. You have that all exposed and the photo had was a picture of um, a a man standing next to this petroglyph and admiring it. And it's from the fifties and he's wearing a trench coat right? He's wearing a trench coat. He's wearing pants. He's wearing underwear. He's completely blocked off light from his nuts. And and we know now with all the st- these studies coming out that your balls have these photoreceptors in them. They are light sensitive. They want to get some light. And so instead of, you know, instead of, like I see all the time in, um, so I'm a, I'm a medical device engineer. I've been doing that for a long time. And I see in that field, you can have PhDs. They've studied something like A particular metal alloy their entire life and they can have uh they can have assumptions that get completely contradicted from new research this happens this happens all the time and so um and i see that i see that in my field all the time i see that in other fields all the time and so instead of instead of really getting into the weeds of particular studies and pretending that i'm some kind of expert in red light i'm definitely more of a generalist and what i think makes more sense is to look at um because we're such in the early stages of this it makes sense to look at evolutionary biology and what it is that we're missing and what it is that we can uh we can recapture uh exposure wise and environment wise and so and so you have this petroglyph of this guy with his testicles and his penis out and it used to be that the only thing between us and sunlight and campfire light was a loincloth. That's it. And now we've covered everything up. And so, and that really fits all into this whole, uh, this whole story of of testosterone levels in men falling uh, really significantly decade over decade um, at the population level in developed countries. And so trying to figure out ways to help men get the inputs that they need uh, for their body again, and doing that in a way that that doesn't require time or effort.
0: Well, and to your earlier point about the accessibility of devices like this, I, I'm I'm with you. I, you know, one of the reasons I haven't spent the thousands of dollars on a you know super mega juve panel to hang on the back of my door is standing naked in front of it is a is a time investment. Uh, it's a little weird. And 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 at the same time, um, you know, when sunning your butthole was cool a year ago, you know, a lot of people got a lot of attention on that. Right. You know, pictures. Yeah. There's a guy near you in Arizona. He's in Sedona. um, uh, Troy Casey, the certified health nut, you know, kept posting, Mm -hmm. he drinks his own piss too, which is a whole nother fascinating thing that (laughs) that, 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 there's a lot to it. There's a lot, there's a lot of benefits, I guess, but, um, he was, you know, sunning his, sunning his butthole, you know, putting his, you know, putting his trunk towards the sun, leaning back and getting sun. So I tried that naturally, naturally I tried it. And, uh, and it was this amazing sensation, like, you know there's there's photoreceptor, photoreceptors you know on your anus too uh and your balls are right there and the feeling that you get the sort of warming and tingling and you feel alive you feel primal you feel like really aligned with with your energy you feel a boost in in um in sort of your perspective things are things are things are okay you know when you do that yeah. i'm also not going to do that at a regular on a regular basis even though i live away from people largely you know like what yeah. I mean, so as far as accessibility and creating a product that will, that, that, that does that minimum effective dose that, 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 that that is the key for, for, I think for me and for a lot of people, they want to get the most from the least. And so designing a product like this, where, you know, you, you put it, you put the, you turn the lights on, you put the cup um, down by your balls, and then you go about your morning. That's when I do it. And 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 I feel really good. I feel really sharp. Um, is I think right in line with I think the best of biohacking. And, and you touched you touched on a lot of a lot of interesting things there. Um, but but and I think it would be interesting to kind of hear your background. Um, and and I I want to share that I think it's really refreshing to have a guest on a product developer uh, who says, hey, I, I I'm not going to point to a rat a, a rat study and hinge this product. Yeah on this one rat study where they put red light on the rats balls like that's not going to go that way i just know if, if we're following if we're following good science and we're experimenting and designing these things yeah. this is this is what i think the best look at that is so to walk us through a little bit about that about the process you mentioned that you kept waiting for someone to do one Um, and getting underneath the ball bag is a fairly tricky location (laughs) if you're standing at a panel. So a little bit about your background and a little bit about, um, about (laughs) how you, how you decided to build that first prototype.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so ironically enough, when you you mentioned the rat studies and I'd mentioned that that's one of the things that's on my website, I have a great chart that shows, that shows this with rats, um, uh, and, and the reason why is because rats are a great model. Um, but that being said, there's more to it than just hinging everything, like you say, on one study. So I first became aware of, of this, this issue with hormones, um, especially m- male hormones, as being um, in sort of a perilous state back when I was in college. Uh, when I was a freshman, we had a guest lecturing professor uh, from Florida, and his name is Dr. Lou Gillette. And he studied, uh, he was very aware of agricultural and industrial runoff into lakes and waterways in Florida. And he studied um, alligators, uh, specifically male juvenile alligators that lived in these these lakes. And he and his research uh, team, he had graduate students, they would go out into these little boats and they would grab uh, juvenile alligators, pull them onto the boat, Take a blood sample and measure their penis length. This is like the most crazy, awesome, terrifying form of research ever, right? And of course, what he found is that that there's uh there are these chemicals in this water, and they're really everywhere. I can get into yeah. that in a second, but they're they're feminizing these alligators. And he was, he was sounding the alarm back in the mid 90s about uh, BPA being everywhere and, and all of these, uh, endocrine disrupting and hormone disrupting, uh, synthetic, uh, xenoestrogens, he was sounding that alarm like a decade before most people had ever heard of it. And, and so that really lodged in my brain. Um, and I didn't, I didn't know what to do with that, except I did notice that every single guy, like after this lecture, because we were talking about plastic as well, like it's in, this stuff is in plastic and it's, um, it's uh, lipophilic, right? It it attaches to and it's it's affiliate, affiliates affiliates with your fat and stores long term in your fat. And every guy the next day after that first lecture came into the class with like a glass jar for their water or their uh, whatever,
0: yeah, or a
1: ceramic mug instead of like the, the ever present like Nalgene bottle that like all the hikers and stuff were using, you know, back in the mid '90s. Um, and I remember a, a story that uh, that was also told back then was about uh, by him was about research of um, I think it was an Inuit population uh, that was largely you know largely untouched by uh, you know by modern foods and all that they mostly ate um, a, a a seafood diet and they studied the mother's milk the breast milk of this population and they had to the I don't think it was BPA. It was uh, it was probably more like mercury and things like that, but more chemicals that bioaccumulate in the body. When they took samples and measured the levels um, of these heavy metals and the, the women's breast milk, they were so high that they had to dispose of the breast milk as like a toxic waste. Ooh. like think about that. Like think about how how sad that is, right? Mm. And this stuff, plastic is just ubiquitous. The xenoestrogens accumulate, they bioaccumulate food through the food chain, they go up through the food chain. And there's really nothing we can do at this point to to avoid them. Like you can, okay, sure. You can stop, like you shouldn't be microwaving any of your food in plastic, um, plastic trays or anything like that. You shouldn't be eating food that is in like processed food that has that comes in a container that's plastic lined. Um, and of course, we've gotten rid of BPA, but guess what? There's probably something else out there that is not great either for your hormone system and that could potentially be bioaccumulating. We just we don't know. It's too early for a lot of this. But it's a it's an absolute catastrophe. And and so that that really got got me thinking about this in the beginning. Um and then biohacking wise, uh, that whole journey really began after um after my first son was born, he was diagnosed with autism um, around the age of five. And I remember we had this specialist from the school district and she told, she told me and my wife, we knew, you know, we knew he wasn't hitting his milestones. We're trying to figure stuff out. I remember her telling us both, look, there's nothing you can do about this. There's nothing you can do to help this kid. Right. And of course, in some ways, like, obviously I'm not God. Like I have, we all have I think in the biohacking community, we tend to we tend to think because we have like godlike access to information. There's so much information out there. I think that gives us a um, an overconfidence that we have more control than maybe we actually do. And so, I know that I can't I can't fix my kid, right? But I know I can't help him. I can I can help him be more comfortable in his skin and in his body and uh you know be be a, the best human being that he can be and so we you know we took him to one of the top specialists in Arizona and and that's been great but that was really the start of the biohacking journey and so that really helped me see holy smokes you can do something uh and that was back in in like 2011 2012 um, i think my wife had just heard about dave Asprey and these these crazy people putting butter in their coffee back mm-hmm. then right um And, and that really started me on this journey and an understanding that there are things we can do to improve the body and to make life better.
0: I'm just going to jump in really quickly to tell you a little bit more about inside tracker. You see, if you are interested in your health and you have not done any blood work in a year, two years, three years, for some people longer, you're missing out on important information that will help you live the kind of life and lifestyle that you want. And that's the fact of the matter, you know. Even if you got blood work done as sort of uh, an exam, you know, I was talking to my friend the other day and it's just not adequate. He got his blood work done and it's like no stress markers, no inflammation markers, insufficient mineral counts, no hormones. So... That's what Inside Tracker does. So the process is really simple. You go to insidetracker.com forward slash optimal. You can get 25% off of this amazing service. You go into a clinic nearby, do a blood draw, or you can do the, the male inversion, which does not include the blood draw. And they send that blood off to a lab. They crunch the numbers and they give you 42 different biomarkers that are telling you exactly where you're at with your blood, with your life, with your health. And it also gives you an inner age. However old you are, there is an actual biological age that's happening inside your body. Are you older? Probably. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was I was older, but now I've started to make changes based on the suggestions that they've made dietarily. I've also lock, locked on my DNA uh, reports and also my Fitbit to really make some amazing changes. Uh, this is an incredible company. This is this is the cutting edge. Sort of outside the medical paradigm, sort of biohacking that everybody needs to do. This is where health is headed. So go to InsideTracker.com/optimal and get 25 percent off. It's worth every penny. Pay out of pocket for the blood work so that you can take your health into your own hands. All right, back to the episode. That N of one, you know, origin story. I think is it's so nice to hear. It's so important to to understand where people are coming from. And you know, on the on the testosterone note, or on the estrogen note, you know, I did yeah. an episode with uh, Dr. Anthony J, uh, who wrote uh, Estrogeneration. and it is true. This is not a conspiracy theory. The water we drink, the the scents and aromas in our fabric softeners, yeah. the the material that we put on our body, the 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 the, the material and fabrics that we sleep on are, are constantly exposing us to these um phytoestrogens. Like they are they are give they are literally zapping us guys of our um testosterone and and there are things that we can do about it you know you can change your diet you can lift heavy things you can you know shine some red light on your balls you can you know obviously get rid of the the environmental factors or or minimize them as much as possible drink the right water you know drink don't drink out of plastic bottles don't use the microwave at all for anything let alone for heating up up plastic like we we tossed our micro i haven't had a microwave in probably 10 years awesome and um and so I think it's, I think it's a really important point. Um, We need, we, we, it it behooves each of us men to do what we can to, to, to um, optimize our hormones. And they're so tricky. And one thing that I'm obviously really focused on is what, what are the, what are the ways that we can go about doing that? Like um, I know firsthand, you know, dozen guys that just feel lackluster. And I've suggested that they go get their blood work done to figure out what's going on with their hormones. Because of course, it's stress. Yeah. And it's, you know, having kids and having a job and all this stuff, like it it brings it brings you down and makes you feel um, like less of a man. And, um, you know, inside tracker is my my now now my favorite platform for for actually getting the blood work that your doctor won't get you that he can't get you without some sort of a reason or diagnosis to be, um, supported by, by your insurance. And, uh, and so that will give you some insight as to what's going on, um, for you in, in your testosterone and, and in other, you know, blood markers and so forth. Um, but I, I think, I think it's an important point and, and you can do everything that you can to organize your environment so that you're not constantly bombarding yourself but there's, there's, there's like a baseline, like what's normal now is such a low bar for, for testosterone and, um, and optimizing it, bringing it up. Just, it makes life better. It makes your life so much more pleasurable, so much more enjoyable, enjoyable. Um, when you, when you first created these prototypes with your friends that, uh, that yeah. hadn't drank the biohacking. <laughs> what were some of the things that you were hearing back from them and, and what was your personal experience when you first, cause I'll tell you what my experience yeah. has been with, uh, with Optimus Red. Um, but, uh, but what, what was the, what was the initial feedback you got?
1: Man, it is. So they, they were no strangers to this because they went through this uh, with the other products uh, that I make that's more around getting the nuts cold. Uh, so they, they were no stranger to this. And, and what, what I noticed, I, you know, it's fascinating. Like I noticed something at first what i did is i followed what i what i do with a cold is i i did it at night before bed and actually i've I've since switched that around and i do the light exposure in the morning and during the day because that makes more sense with your body's rhythms that's when you're naturally if you were just gonna be wearing a loincloth out in the elements that's when you're gonna get light so it's it is just first of all like you know, to be frank, yeah, morning wood, better immediately. And I was surprised by that, that it worked so quickly. Um, and it definitely higher libido. Um, and I, I found that sometimes I have to back off a little bit as well. I've, I've talked <laughs> with other guys where it's like, yo, I, need, I do need to dial this back a little bit. Um, and, and so that's an interesting thing. And you talk about, you mentioned, like the new normal where guys guys are living at a a lower normal and they just think that is what life is. What generally, what I notice, what other people notice is that you get that initial boost and then that just becomes the new normal. And if you stop using it, then you're going to feel like something's missing. You're going to be like, well, what, what's going on? Something isn't quite right. Oh yeah. I'm not as boosted as I was feeling before when I was using The red light. I better go get back on that thing, and and that's a fascinating thing. And and that being said, like you said before, like there's no there's lots of ways to attack this. And I think people should be there's no magic bullet. That's another thing that that product companies I don't think are are really honest about. There's no one thing. Like this is not going to change your life. Like if you are if you're like sitting on the couch all day, like covered in Cheeto dust, and you're not like taking care of the basics, like don't do this. Like work on Work on the basics first, like dial in, like get coaching from Sean here on the other side of this call, right? <laughs> like dial in your diet, dial in your mental attitude as well. Lift heavy things, like you said, all that, and then get get more exotic, right? Um, but it, you know, some people, maybe that's the boost they need first. Maybe it's like, well, shoot, I can't, I feel like I can't even get off the couch. Maybe I need something that's just like the gadget that's going to help me get there. Um, and, and this is something that I've found works well, both for beginners and pros. So, so if you're and it, it might be like for a lot of people, a lot of guys, this is their first step into red light. And it may be that after this, they're like, holy crap, I've got to get a full panel. I've got to see what it's about. Cause this is not a replacement for a full panel. This is a way to get some really targeted red light to go after a specific issue uh, but it's not going to be—it's um, not going to be something that's going to help your collagen across, you know, your whole body and all of that, right? And so this is something that definitely works for beginners. It works for pros also who want to stack something new on and get more red light in a more targeted way. Uh, and and one thing, you know, there's one one person I think that I found, like the original red light or not red light the original light biohacker i've never heard anyone in the biohacking space talk about this guy and this is a guy named john ott and he was Mm. uh he pioneered time-lapse photography and this was he started this in like the late 30s he was uh, going to school um graduate school for like investment banking and his hobby was time-lapse photography of plants And he noticed with plants he and he was the one like you see these old Disney films of um, time lapse photography of like an apple ripening or like flowers blooming and stuff like that. He did all that. He was Hmm. the pioneer. He had to build a timer out of like a, a clock in his kitchen and set this up with old movie cameras. And so what he found is he's using artificial light for all this and he would get these flowers to grow and he'd have them like outdoors or in a glass, a glassed in greenhouse. And then he would bring them indoors and he'd use artificial light and the blooms would collapse on him Hmm. and he couldn't figure out why. Then he touched on wavelength. He's like, holy smokes, wavelength is what's doing it, what's doing this. And so he got really interested in wavelength, um, for himself personally. And he found that if he just sat outside and got full spectrum light, then he would, um, he used that actually he felt like that helped with his eyes he had prescription glasses he felt like his vision got better he had in his older age a cracked hip and he felt like that got better just from getting as much natural light as he possibly could um he noticed that uh that fish like young hatchling fish if they were grown under fluorescent lights they would all be female And that just freaked him out. And, and so then he, he also got into later in his life, he was an advocate um, for getting kids out of the classroom, getting them out from under fluorescent lights because he felt like that was really bad for him. And he, he felt like a lot of the bad behaviors that kids were having because they're rambunctious and whatever was because the poor light that they were getting. Um, Mm. And so he developed the Ot light, which was a, a line of like full spectrum light bulbs and, uh, just a fascinating dude. And I think he was really the first one to figure all this out. And he deserves he deserves more credit. I've got a copy of this book here. It's called My Ivory Cellar, The Story of Time-Lapse Photography. Mm-hmm. You could maybe pick this up on eBay. He does some good rants in here about, he has some good rants um, about the endocrine system. I mean, the things that we didn't know about back then. We hadn't, all the farming when he started out, it was all organic farming. We yeah. hadn't polluted everything with plastics back then. And if he could see what was happening today, I mean, my gosh, that would just be, he'd be so depressed by it. Um, but, uh, you know, and just to rant, to go back to your other point to, and, and what I touched on before about what is your normal. Uh, Lou Gillette, the alligator penis guy, he testified, he testified before Congress and he said, this was in, uh, I think, the 90s. And he said, every man in this room is half the man his grandfather was. And he meant that quite literally, because hmm. if you look at the testosterone level data, we're at about half of what our grandfathers were, and and to think about to like really internalize that, that's heavy. Like that that has that has real implications for you, for how you're going to show up in your life, for how you're going to be as like a human being, a partner, a parent, whatever it is that you're doing in your life, how it is that you're going to reach the goals that you want to reach in life, all this stuff, and so. And so I think you have to be willing to do some kind of crazy things because your your balls are just depressed. So you need to help out, man. <laughs> yeah. Like not yours. I'm sure yours are dialed in. Mine were just depressed. That's why I started working on all this stuff, you know? And and trying to do it in a way that that is just easy for guys, right? That's you know, making that habit stick. That's so important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I first I first heard of Um, red light therapy, um, you know, uh, from Ben Greenfield, uh, when he, he had a wrote an article for men's health that I put a giant red light on my balls to triple my testosterone levels. And, um, that, that was a, that was, he obviously he's, you know, Ben is cutting edge everywhere, but that was, that was way, way ahead of the curve and people understanding, um, the, the, the importance of, of exposure, uh, to light. Um, so I'm curious now about the, about the other product, you know, since, since <laughs> I imagine, um, you know, when, when, when you're at dinner parties and they're like, Oh, what do you do? And you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a device engineer and, you know, I make medical devices and they're like, well, what do you, you know, what are your kind of hobbies you do? You're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm specifically concerned with the balls. Like I'm a huge Terrible. fan of testicles uh, this is i i build i build devices for for the nutsack actually i imagine that that's uh you're an entertaining <laughs> stranger <I>
1: mean <laughs> it's ridiculous right like you have to have fun with this like my th- this whole thing it's kind of a sensitive topic for guys and so i try to make i try to make the websites and the education around this is entertaining and disarming as possible because you have to have some fun with this. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're going to, if you really do want to get ahead, you might have to do some ridiculous things like this. And so this all started with, you mentioned Ben Greenfield. Yeah. That guy's a giant, incredible. And, and so him and, and Wim Hof, right. Wim Hof got me into the cold and, and of course, there are these anecdotes of cold showers. Guys take cold showers. They notice a boost in testosterone. And uh, and then ice baths as well. So I live in a pretty cold area. I live in Flagstaff, Arizona. It You know, it's it's in Arizona. Everyone thinks that's hot. But I'm in the mountain desert at 7,000 feet. We have a 60-day growing season. So that's how cold it gets here pretty much all the time. Our last freeze is in the middle of June. And so what that means hmm. is that we have we have cold water here. And so I tracked the temperature of the water coming out of my shower for a year. And what I found is there was it was only in the therapeutic range half of the year. And so if I'm doing cold showers all the time, I'm really only going to get that therapeutic benefit for half the year. And and you can say well ice baths. Okay, fine. I'm not going to do that. Just like the red light panels. I know I'm not going to do that all the time. I'm not that good. Like uh, other people are good at that. They're going to do that all the time. That's awesome. Kudos to you. I'm not that guy. Like, I'm just I'm just honest with myself. And I know that there are other guys that are like that too. Or maybe they're, they're like, look, the cold shower intimidates the hell out of me. Or the ice bath. That really scares me. I'm never going to do that. But maybe putting a cold pack on my nuts for like 10 minutes a day, five minutes a day. Maybe I can do that, right? And so, and so before, I'd also heard later on after um, after I made that product and started selling it, uh, people had told me about these anecdotes with Russian powerlifters uh, icing their their nuts, and also uh, Chinese Olympic swimmers icing their nuts as well. So I think that's a that's those are two hmm. really interesting anecdotes. But I started out using a rock hard plastic ice pack from my freezer. And the reason why I did that is we also did have some like vinyl cold packs in the freezer. And I looked at that. I was like, there's no way I'm putting PVC on my nuts. Hmm. There's no way I'm going to do that. And so I started out with something that was not form fitting. It was not comfortable at all. It was a total pain, but it worked. It absolutely worked. And I was blown away by that. Uh, And so then that really sent me down the rabbit hole of trying to make. Uh, A specialized nut sack, a specialized cold pack for your nut sack that was so safe that you could eat off of it, right? Like I want to use, I want to use food grade materials, food grade plastics, uh, non toxic cold gel, something that is not made in China, something that is made in North America, right? And so, so that's where that all started, and uh, and that's been out for a few years the anecdotes from that are hilarious the stories i get from guys are 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 just so funny sometimes and it's like dude tmi like it's so funny sometimes there's this like relationship that is built between a (laughs) a, a ball a ball optimizing company and their customers well they will they will tell you things that you didn't you didn't know you didn't need to know but they're (laughs) they're great they're instructive and uh and then you know i notice a lot of crossover people that People that try one product, they try the other product. And and to me, that that makes me feel so good. Cause that means that they didn't, they didn't just like put away the cold pack and they used it for a week and then they stopped. They use it, they like it, and they trust me enough to try this other crazy product. Mm-hmm. And and so that that like just feels better than anything really. And just trying like I've had people tell me that this helps their marriage. Like this isn't about like, oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling more bro or whatever. It's like this helped my marriage, this helped me like kind of get just a little more edge where I feel like I can have better interactions with my wife romantically, with my family, with my, you know, with my life in general, with whatever my goals are. And that it's that human, it's that human element that I think is so important in all this.
0: Yeah. So is it, is, is five. So walk us through how the jet pack works, which is the name of the, of the, the cold pack. Oh Um, yeah. Uh, you said five or ten minutes a day, and 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 why yeah. why just that short duration? And and I want to hear yeah. I want to hear some of that TMI stuff. I want to hear uh, some some more oh, information. I gotta I gotta yeah. know. Look, okay, so cool. Helps right? your marriage? Why? How?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, some of the TMI stuff truly is TMI, but i I mean I remember one guy just. I'll just say two lo- two words: huge loads. <laughs> so <laughs> all right, all right, all so right. So there you go. You guys wanted TMI. There it is. Not a family friendly podcast. I apologize. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you tried to dance so, around it. I wouldn't let yeah, you. So yeah. Why,
0: why five or ten minutes?
1: Oh, why five or ten minutes? Yeah, that's great. That's a great question. So, so you know, sometimes I go. I, you know, guys go longer. I go longer for sure. But again, this gets back to. A few things. This gets back to the bro proofing for sure. Like I um, so cold is is very safe, but uh, no pain, no gain does not apply to the ball chilling situation, right? That's it does not apply to that game. this takes this takes a little while to figure out. Like the first thing you want to do, you put it in the freezer, And then when you're ready to use this, the best time I think to use this is is at night. There's a few reasons for that. The first one is that it's gonna cool your body down a little bit and you sleep deeper uh, when you're a little bit cooler at night. You know, there's the chili pad, there's a lot of evidence around that. Mm -hmm. People that are tracking their sleep with Aura Ring, I've had people that say, holy smokes, I got better deep sleep because of using this. Mm. Um, And when you sleep deeper and when you sleep better, and you have higher quality sleep, you have higher quality hormone production because your body uh, makes a lot of its hormones when you're sleeping at night, when you're in that rest and recovery mode. Uh, and so so that's the first that's the first angle of what the jetpack is doing. The second thing that it's doing uh, gets back to the story I heard about Mongolian uh, sheep herders and how every year, they will run their sheep. They force them through at least once a year or once a season through a cold river. And if they don't do that, the offspring are not going to be as healthy. Right. And so this gets back to that. This gets back to like this whole thing, right. Uh You want to get your balls cold. Um, Your balls have a phone next to them, beaming out radio waves, Uh, hopefully not. Right. But a lot of guys do that. That's shown to deform sperm. You're wearing clothes that overheat your balls People sit a lot. If you have a laptop, that's going to heat up your balls. And so as I heard about these anecdotes of like what people do with farm animals, I thought, look, maybe I'm no better. Maybe I need to just uh, see what happens if I get that really intense cold. And, you know, back to cold showers. You're not taking a cold shower forever. It's going to be five minutes, whatever, 10 minutes. Um, And that's enough. And, And going targeted, going very focused with a cold pack right or with a with a light panel that's hitting having direct contact that's how you're really going to send that signal to your body that you're doing some caveman stuff mm-hmm. you're out in the cold you're out in the cold hunting for food and your body's like holy crap this guy's not just like laying on the couch watching netflix he's out in the cold we better like work as hard as we can to help him out like i just mm-hmm. don't think that I just don't think that like personally my nuts are going to work that hard for me unless they're getting some challenging inputs like yeah. cold they're yeah. just like look you're fine life is good you've got netflix you're in the office all the time or whatever like your life is easy everything is good we, we can coast we don't need to work that hard um and so that's that's the second reason the kind of the evolutionary biology and then the third reason that I think this works, the third the third thing that's working on this, uh, on the testicles and, and boosting and optimizing them with cold is around blood flow. And this is really counterintuitive. So cold constricts blood vessels and slows down blood flow. But what's interesting about that is that I, I've had guys, I cannot, I can't remember the name of the uh, condition, but there's this condition where the blood vessels in the testes have what's called a tortuous anatomy. That means the blood vessels squiggle all over the place and you have hmm. poor blood flow as a consequence. And the thing that doctors recommend for that is putting a cold pack on your nuts. And the reason why is because the, the vessels are going to constrict and they're going to squeeze all of that old stagnant blood out. Mm. And then when you take the cold pack off, they're going to warm up again. The vessels are going to warm up. It, they, so the cold actually helps with blood circulation in the testicles. And so this is like a fascinating kind of counterintuitive thing. And so, yeah, you should start out with just a few minutes. It could even be one minute or two minutes. And um, then maybe you just take the thing off and give your balls a break and then maybe put it back on again and sort of ease into it and don't be you don't want to be one of those bros who's like look i'm going to freeze this thing dead solid i'm going to like crank my freezer up to the highest setting and make it like rock hard and then put it on my nuts and just like grin and bear it like you (laughs) you don't want to do that that's not that's not what this is about at all um and you can certainly work up to colder temperatures but like you know, give yourself a break, cut yourself a little slack, start out, start out with just like soft gel where it's not really, really cold and it's not hurting at all. It's not stinging too much. And then you can work yourself up over time as you get more confidence. Um, And if you get to the point where like your sack, your nut sack is just like really kind of tight. That's great. That, and then there's like an adjustable drawstring cord on that. You can sort of tighten that up to help to get it to conform around the anatomy as well. Um, Once everything is very high and tight uh, and then, then you're good. You've sent that signal to your body that you're doing something remarkable. You're Mm. not just, you know, you're not just sitting there on the couch. You've done something remarkable and you better uh, your balls better work hard to to keep you safe.
0: You're doing something remarkable that requires additional energy that requires additional um, you know, natural biological responses to help you keep your shit together or stay focused on, <clears throat> you know, pulling down that, that water Buffalo or, yeah, um, it, yeah, I, you know, the, I'm, I'm a big fan of blood flow restriction, you know, use, uh, be strong bands. Uh, I've got a, uh, I've had Dr. Jim great, Scra- Drake Anderson. Uh, on the podcast, and it's the same kind of idea. When you restrict blood flow to your extremities and work out, uh, there's a cascade afterward as the blood rushes back. Same thing with with like with cryo. You know, cryotherapy is your your yeah. your blood comes out of your limbs to come in to protect your vital organs. And so, if you're doing two minutes at negative 207 degrees, and you, your your body is going through this, not traumatic, but through this like trying moment and doing what it has to do to protect. And then the the, the cascade, uh, you know, in, in the case of, of BFR, it's this, you know, um, um, increased protein synthesis and you build muscle faster and you can recover faster. Same thing with with cryotherapy is that at the blo- as the blood, go- as you step out of the cryo chamber and the blood goes back to your limbs, you get all these endorphins. You get, you feel good. You feel alive. And as the blood gets exchanged in that way, you get this like this cascade effect. And to your earlier point about the showers, like cold showers are great. And I've, you know, I don't, I don't have a cold plunge. I haven't, haven't gone that far. I might get one here shortly. Um, but generally, when you shout, when you do cold showers, especially when you're starting out, it's tough to reach the balls. For a couple of reasons. Number one, the water is going to run down your body and go where it goes, but it's not going to like go down and run along the underside of your scrotum. You know, it's just going to like, it's going to touch, it's going to touch your, your testicles for a moment and you're going to go, oh, oh boy. And, and then you're going to probably not, you're probably going to avoid like that area a little bit, like that immersion into a cold shower. You know, there's an Ayurvedic way that, that, that I did it. And then I, that I teach my clients to do, which is to, you know, normalize your breathing. Um, and then, um, like back into it, uh, let it hit the ba- uh, your back. Cause then, um, you, you can kind of take it, you know, you can, and, and normalize your breathing and then you step out, you get your breath back, you turn around, you you let it hit your front, and when it hits your front, and sort of you know the water runs down. It's not like really making your balls super cold. There's some cold water sort of running past them, but it's not like really really doing the same thing uh, that the jet that the jetpack does. Um, yeah, I you know I, again I, I, I the the journey to being a um, a private part um, innovator must be, cause it must be an interesting journey for you because you seem like you seem like a very tasteful, measured, respectful person, right? You're kind of dancing around, you're not vulgar, <laughs> like yeah, you, you seem like you're, you know, you seem like you got great manners. And so, um, so for you to like continue to innovate in this way with, with developing these products must be, must be an interesting experience. What, what, what have some of the people said, uh anecdotally you know a lot of it's on the website and and for 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 those of you well first tell them where to go to the two websites and then i'm going to compliment them
1: yeah so uh the jetpack is at uh, primalcold.com and that really just gets back to this cave dude guy here it's all about the primal inputs right and uh the red light product is optimusred.com, and yeah it is it is a strange thing to do this um
0: Well, let me compliment the website really quick. Oh, please, please. Yeah. The websites are, are, are fabulous. And I don't know if you did those yourself, or if you had somebody else uh, create those for you, but the websites are phenomenal because um, it does do a, a really nice job of, of, of towing that line. It's like, it's tasteful. There's, you know, the way that you show how these devices work is done in a clever way, you know, with, with fruit and emojis so that you know, people can kind of get it without being, you know, grotesque and, you know, crass and so forth. But it's, it's, it it makes sense. It resonates, you see the studies, you see the graphs, you see the petroglyphs, you know, you see, you know, these memes that are freaking hilarious, you know, links to, uh, to articles about why it's so important for us to protect, um, to protect our, you know, our junk in, in, in 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 a really, really important way. If you want to be you know, the best version of yourself. So, uh, go, go check out the websites because they're really informative and they're funny and interesting. And if you've got, you know, if, you, if you're at all interested in this, if you're like, man, this, this sounds like there's something to this. I would love to get deeper sleep. I would love to have better testosterone. I would love to be m- more, m- more manly. I would love to increase my testosterone. This, it, it does, it lays it out really, really well. I just wanted to share that.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I mean, I try to I try to be as honest as I can in in there. Both of those websites have a an obnoxiously large section called the fine print, right? Where I lay out, it's just like, look, this is you have to be sort of an adventurous guy to do this. Like this is not something where all of the science is settled yet. You have to be adventurous. You have to be willing to trust your own instinct and take some risks, risks to go after this. And the websites are are long. And that's intentional because I don't want someone with a short attention span, putting one of my ice packs on their nuts and uh, going, going hardcore and like getting a little bit of freezer burn or something on their scrotum. I want people who can actually pay attention, read through stuff and, and not just be impatient because this is a long game that we're all in. This is about optimizing for the long term right and um you know like you'd mentioned on on instagram you're trying to to push out as long as you can any kind of a hormone replacement therapy right? right i'm in the same boat i think that's a brilliant way to think about it this is a, about pushing that out as long as you can and and doing what you can to give your body what it's missing this isn't about like sort of like gimmicky products in a way you could you could look at them as but it's not about giving your body something that's extra or new this is about reclaiming something that we've lost in, in a sense right yeah. from from our older our older days um and i mean guys like your balls live in a dangerous world i can't stress that enough like yeah. the phone in the pocket all the time like i even went to uh, there's this um there's this other biohacker, um, Freddie Kimmel. You should connect with him sometime, Sean. Really good dude. Uh, Freddie Set Go is how you find him. He had testicular cancer. I, I want to say it was in his uh, 20s, maybe, Freddie. I'm sorry if I get the, the details wrong on this. But that really, infor- and, and thank God he recovered and, he, and he's, he's dialed in now, right? Um, but that that's, uh, like, that. his story about that impacted me so much that now I'm putting a flyer in with every Optimus Red that is a self check a testicular self check for guys because mm-hmm. you can never be too careful like we have so many environmental pressures out there it's an easy thing to check for and you want to make sure that 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 you're safe and beyond just doing all the crazy exotic stuff that you're taking care of the basics as well and and checking yourself um
0: yeah yeah yeah, the the reason why I like the reason why I like devices like these is they're they're for lack of a better term, like non-invasive, right? And then um doing something like light or cold, some some sort of you know fundamental environmental factor that that can that can help a lot is things that are fairly unconventional, you know, sun in your butthole is not a not a normal thing that people do um, you know, getting, you know, walking around a loincloth, you know, spending any time outside naked whatsoever is, is, is extremely uncommon for, for us. And rather than take a bunch of pills rather than do, um, you know, surgeries, things that are going to, um, that that are more drastic, that have greater risks doing these sorts of things for me are are some of the most powerful biohacks we can do because they allow us to go backward we're using technology to go backward in time yeah. to to really get in touch with these uh, the, the ways that we uh, were the way that we the ways that our generations before us the reason why we're here this sort of evolution of 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 man of 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 human but of man as well and that's why that's why I like it so much I do want to ask a couple of questions because I, you know, I I wonder if there are, okay, now we're back. Um, uh, I I assume that there are a couple of people that are going to go like, is this safe? And one of the questions that I asked you when I first started using it was like EMF exposure, um, Ah, which which was sort of a simple sort of question. Um, So some concerns that people might have and that are legit with red light panels, some some of those are serious outputters of um, damaging EMFs. And I've done episodes with, with the guys uh, from lambs that make uh, EMF uh, protecting underwear and garments and so forth. So one of the thing, one of the questions is, well, what happens if you go too cold for the two products? What happens if you go too cold or too long um, what will happen? Number two, is there any EMF exposure or concerns with putting, you know, this battery this close to your balls? Number three, um, um, it is inherent because it is a light with a battery power. It is going to heat them up. You know, there -hmm. there is a warming effect when you use the optimus red. So, um, if you could kind of address all three of those, those sorts of concerns, that would be helpful for everybody.
1: Totally. Yeah. Cold first. So, if you are particularly sensitive to cold or if you have high blood blood pressure or poor circulation, it's probably not a good fit for you um, because, the, because the cold does constrict uh, blood flow um, and so in the short term. So if you're cold sensitive, if you have like really cold hands all the time, things like that, you might wanna think twice about this. You might instead wanna um, try to just wear less clothing um maybe wear swim trunks or something in the summer instead of like shorts and underwear do things like that instead Uh, i have never i've never you know frostbit myself and i've tried to like i have tried dozens and dozens of different prototypes of this thing and uh with and tried to go as cold as i can just to gauge the safety of this um and but that being said you don't need to go that cold and there's there's like messaging all over this thing all over the product saying look don't be a dummy you don't have to go this cold if it's stinging or it hurts you're done take it off you know give your nuts a break like you don't have to you don't have to go that hard to get an effect with this thing uh and then for for emf so those wall panels the reason why things are throwing off emf is because the the ac the alternating current throws off a lot a lot of like noise and 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 emf and so the low panel or the low emf panels what they have is they have some insulation maybe some fancy circuitry in there to try to minimize as much as possible and some shielding to try to minimize as much as much as possible and maybe direct emf uh, away from the front of the panel and so batteries themselves inherently they're not going to emit emf um your phone so everyone has a battery uh in their pocket in their phone but the reason why and the lights led lights also they're not going to be emitting emf so so this is like a very um very conservative approach and so instead of having something like an ac unit that then you're trying to get rid of or shield or dampen down the emf just start with um start with a more appropriate technology set that just doesn't have those concerns the reason why your phone has is beaming out emf all the time is because it's communicating and has you know components in it that are communicating with cell towers and stuff like that um but uh, you know when it's when it's not doing that it's not emitting emf i used to have this um uh, the speaker on a on a laptop and it would i could put my phone up to it in just the right way and it would get this interference and i could tell when it was beaming out and emitting emf and when it wasn't it was really fascinating you put a youtube video on it's just screaming hmm. you turn everything off it's not beaming anything out um and then with the the last point was warming right so it's red only we don't have any ir in there uh, infrared has not been shown uh, really, if you're doing direct exposure to the nuts, to do uh, to really do anything beneficial with regards to uh, testosterone production. So that being said, it is a it is a shell. It's a it's it's a it's a roomy. So the Optimus Red is sort of a roomy shell. the The foam part of that is made by um, this company that's out in uh, one of these medical device hubs out in minnesota in the twin cities area then it has an athletic liner Um, but still you're putting something over your nuts if you run this thing on the highest mode and if you run it for more than the recommended amount of time it'll definitely warm you up a little bit Um, and so you don't want to do that all the time you want to be cognizant of that yeah i wanted to make sure that the lights pop in and out of the shell so that the shell is washable you can run the uh, shell you want to you're not going to run you're not going to wear dirty underwear right same thing with this you want to wash this thing i don't know at least once a week maybe more if you're just like a a totally filthy savage run under some warm water maybe with some mild soap or something um and and so the target there yeah if you're if you're going to wear that thing on the high mode for like 20 minutes which is twice the recommended amount of time for high mode it certainly is going to warm your nuts up a little bit uh it's not going to cook them, but it's going to warm them up a bit. So try to keep with the recommended times, and and you'll be fine. Or maybe a chill first, and then you use it. But yeah, generally, um, try to keep with the recommended times. Don't go too crazy with that. And um, eventually, like this is this is version one. Maybe eventually I'll get to the point where we have uh, where we have uh, some vents in the shell or something like that the more clothes you're wearing, if you're wearing, um, you know, some underwear and then some pants as well. And it is recommended. Like if you, you got to have some tight fitting clothes to help tight fitting clothes, sort of help keep that shell in, in place and everything. And, and to have good skin contact with those micro panels and your nuts. Um, but yeah, follow, follow the directions in the little booklet that comes with the, with the uh, Optimus red and you'll be fine. You're not gonna, you're not gonna cook yourself. It doesn't get
0: Hot, just uh, it no, it doesn't get it does bit. not, yeah. it does not get hot, yeah. Well, and, and while he's yeah. talking again, for those of you that, that are not watching on YouTube, um, uh, I just hold it up, I held it up, and I turned it on and off a couple of times while he was explaining that. And then no, it doesn't, it doesn't ever get hot, uh, it doesn't ever get hot. There's a you know, I, I do do the you know, the highest setting, and I stick to you know, 10 minutes, but I've gone you know, 15 or 20 minutes and been like, oh, okay, I guess maybe it's because the sun's yeah. on me as well um you know but it's not it's not a it's not it doesn't ever get hot um and barely uh, warm but uh, I, i'm gonna i think i'm gonna tinker around it's a really great design it's it's you know it's yeah what was it
1: one more hack speaking of hot balls hot people balls get in the sauna people get in a sauna all the time right yeah and uh take the jetpack in the sauna like wear some tight fitting underwear, wear some form fitting underwear. It's not the jetpack is not really meant to be wearable. It's not definitely not as wearable as Optimus Red, but keep your nuts cool while you're in the sauna. That's a great hack. Um I have i uh, I I'm not going to say his name. He doesn't want me to, but I have one uh, professional athlete who's who's using both of these products and he he uses the jetpack in the sauna because mm. he was telling me, "Oh, I'm I'm doing sauna all the time." I'm like, "Dude, get the jetpack. Bring it in there all the time."
0: Yeah. So, I,
1: I you may as well. I've not done okay. that
0: and, and and that is part of my my evening routine you know I'm in yeah. I'm in my infrared sauna probably four, five nights a week and it's part of you know mm-hmm. I usually kids go to bed, hang out with the wife uh you know maybe a little bit of work maybe I'll catch like an X3 workout right before um just because when I have the time to do it it takes 10 minutes mm-hmm. and then into the sauna, And, and obviously now um, I should be just wearing it in there and getting, you know, getting the double whammy, getting, getting the detoxification from the sweat, but also, um, you know, cooling the balls uh, before to, to bring my core temperature down, or maybe even like afterward, after I shower for that, you know, five or 10 minutes, right before, right before I go to sleep to protect against, you know, too much warming, fascinating stuff, you know, um, I was excited. I mean, and you know, on a side note, you also discovered with this you also discovered a, an undiscovered mushroom which in the wild which is fascinating. I think we'll we'll keep that for another, yeah. another another conversation, but um I've really enjoyed um using these products. I've really enjoyed um learning about how much bang for your buck you can get from a product like this. And um when When you are so, when you can be so narrowly focused on something that affects so much, when you're narrowly focused on a device for your balls that actually affects your testosterone, your well being, I mean, increased testosterone levels are associated with so many things, and I and I think that that's a really key point that I want to like really drive home for people is that. Um, when, when you get your hormones dialed in, when you get your yeah. testosterone dialed in, and, and I, I, I actually did a podcast with an naturopathic doctor who, um, who walked me through some of my blood work and my testosterone levels were, were, were super low. I don't remember the actual numbers, but they were super low. And this was, I don't know, probably two and a half years ago. And now they're like, they're like, I mean, I, I should just know the numbers off the top of my head. But they're 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 high. They're high again. Um, and in fact, I'm just going to take the second, and I'm going to look it up actually, because I, I I did do Inside Tracker. I like Inside Tracker a lot. Their platform is awesome. So I'm just going to look it up really quick while we're talking. It's, yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's really about. It may not even be about boosting them to some you know crazy high level for you. It might just be to get them to normal as the first goal. And it's like. A fish doesn't know what water is because it swims in water all the time. And if you're living with low testosterone, you probably don't even know it. You just think that this is how life is supposed to be. Like every day is supposed to kind of feel kind of like this, sort of okay, maybe kind of like a Monday every day. And that's Mm -hmm. a drag, man. Like life is too short for that.
0: It is a drag. It is a drag. Yeah, I I have been I've been using the the, the Optimus Red for um, I think it was a couple of weeks before I did this initial blood work and um, because I'm an open book anyway uh, my testosterone was six sixty eight my free testosterone was at the low end of optimize optimize which is eight point eight two um, nanograms per deciliter. Um, And that's in the optimized zone. I think I could probably increase Mm -hmm. that, that, that free testosterone level. Um, But like, I I can tell, like, I feel more focused. I feel more positive. I feel more energetic. And when you have three different businesses and a startup and two kids, a dog, six chickens, a podcast, I mean, I have to, I gotta be fucking dialed every day on top of the other things that I'm doing. And I, I just really like it. So well, Joel, um, I'd like to end with uh, the last question that I ask everybody. Um, first of all, uh, you've already given us the website so we can we can skip that, but yeah. uh, this fill in the blank, you can elaborate as much or as little uh, as you like, but if you would please fill in the blank. Everyone would benefit from knowing.
1: Um, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the context of like where we are right now which is in the, in the fourth turning, this has to do with like generational cycles, everybody, everybody would benefit from knowing that they are in charge of their own health and their own lives. And maybe even the health and the lives of their family members and their friends and their loved ones as well. Because what, what I've seen personally with myself, with my family, with my extended family is that You've got to do it yourself to to a large degree. There are some embarrassing failures of medical authorities and authority systems in general right now. And I I hate to say that I try not to be a pessimistic person or like an entitled person that's always criticizing everything. I'd love to talk with you sometime just about more biohacking in general, not, not ball related, but um, I have some like really amazingly sad stories about people being let down by the system in just like the most stunningly stark and obvious ways that to me just like screams of like an embarrassing failure of the medical system and so it is up to all of us and I think that that is what is so awesome about what you're doing Sean like you're helping people out and and so that's like a real inspiration to me because I'm doing like half of the stuff that you're doing like you are so dialed in and, and so it is up to all of us to take responsibility for ourselves, for our lives and for our health, because um, it's, it's an amazing world with incredible opportunities and a lot of amazing information that you can take advantage of. But there's also a lot of pressures, environmental pressures out there that you've got to compensate for. And so taking that ownership, taking that responsibility and, and trusting your instincts.
0: Well done, thank you. I agree wholeheartedly. You know that. Thank you so much yeah. for that. Well, this has been fascinating. Uh, I hope I uh, hope everybody um, checks it out because this this could be the thing that you're missing. This really could. Joel Green, thank you so much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. Man. Thanks, Sean. It was awesome. Awesome stuff, dude. I love this episode so much, and I've I've tried this for now a month, and I feel sharper. I feel stronger. I feel I've experienced some of the effects, if you know what I'm saying, from using the red light on my balls and also icing my balls. I do it right before I go to sleep, and I do sleep deeper, and I do feel great waking up. Just to close out, I want to say a special thank you to Natural Stacks, makers of 100% natural open source supplements and uh serotonin brain food is is one of my favorite sort of feel-good supplements nootropics that that anybody makes there's nothing quite like it and and if you are bugged out super stressed so much going on you don't know what to do you should try it you should really really actually try it it's it's worth the 35 bucks or whatever it is to go find a supplement that will work better than any some anything that your doctor gives you you know try the natural routes first before you go to the doctor's and uh, and get prescribed something gnarly. Um, go to naturalstacks.com and uh, snoop around, find serotonin brain food, add it to the cart, uh, and you can use the code OPP15 for 15% off. So check it out. Thank you to Natural Stacks, and I will see you guys shortly.